Howdy, everybody. You know what week it is? Well, it's week 15 of the NFL. Week 16, actually. But uh, more importantly, Star Wars week. Oh, yeah. We've waited. We've waited a long, long time. And it's finally here. It's finally here. Star Wars. Episode 9. The Rise of Skywalker. It's this week. I don't know about you. I've got tickets for Thursday night for the premiere. I know Dennis from Ohio does as well. Um, but this is not only a football podcast. We are also a uh, little miniature Star Wars podcast. Love ourselves some Star Wars. So if you don't, too bad. And if you're one of the whiny fanboys or fangirls that refuses to see this movie, then you're crazy. It's going to be fantastic. I'm so excited it's here. And this week, I might actually be more excited for that than actual football. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. What's up, everybody? It's the Common Ground Football Podcast. This is episode number 82. Week 16 is here. We are almost done with the regular season, which is just nuts. Two more weeks, and then we move on to the playoffs. So, week 16, uh, one of the teams on this podcast has clinched their spot in the playoffs, and the other one is possibly one week away from clinching a spot in the playoffs. So, once again, got ourselves a little competition going here it's brian mclaughlin with you the seahawks fan andrew guzman the the, uh, cowboys fan still out uh we hope to have him back real soon what am i gonna do in this show well i'm gonna do the same thing i always do we're gonna talk uh, a little bit of cowboys didn't get a chance to watch the game i was driving over the mountain passes but i did hear plenty about it did watch some highlights uh we'll talk about seahawks and uh, the results of their game in carolina uh, definitely have some things to say on that. Uh, look at what else happened this week with the other games, or last week, excuse me, with the other games. I uh, got a couple NFL news stories I want to go over. Look at the playoff picture. Wow. Uh, look at the playoff picture. We got Spygate 2.0 to go over. A little update on that. Uh, if you watched Monday Night Football, you got to see the show that is Drew Brees. I definitely want to touch on that. And then uh, the elephant in the room with. Uh, a suspension of a certain player uh we got dennis from ohio with a question of the week we got uh then we're going to preview week 16 cowboys are going to uh, go to philadelphia play the eagles which is always a super fun game i know andrew is always excited for that and then arizona comes to seattle play the seahawks seahawks have to finish their season at home last two games at home so and then we got game picks uh and then uh, I'm going to cap it off with a little more Star Wars, but very short, I promise. I'm gonna, like I always say, I'm going to try and keep this episode actually rather short. Um, however, uh, no guarantees. Because <laughs> I might get on a rant and you never know where it might go with that. So, um, But uh, let's just jump right into it because I want to try and keep it short for you. So um, week 14 is not the right week. Week 15. I need to update my notes there. Wow. Uh, week 15. Um, you know, I got to be honest with you. We'll, we'll start with Dallas. 
I I uh I thought the Rams after watching what they did to Seattle, I thought they were going to go down and absolutely uh slaughter the Cowboys. Uh with the way the Cowboys have been playing uh the drama that's going on down there. Um the Rams seem to have found, you know, or had seem to had found wow, I can't talk today. Um, the sh- kind of a version of the when they were dominant. Uh, they looked great against Seattle, right? Um, yeah. So, like I said, I wasn't able to watch. Uh, I was driving with mountain passes, and my lovely wife was keeping me updated on scores. And uh, wow, the Cowboys' lead kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I tell you what, I I I was driving just sitting in shock. Couldn't believe it. And in the end, Dallas gets the win, forty-four to twenty-one. And I, I tell you what, when I went back and watched highlights and I read about it, it wasn't that close. I mean, forty-four twenty-one is not close, but it wasn't that close. So, uh, Cowboys finally beat a team with a winning record, which is a big deal. They still have not beat a playoff team. Um. But that's okay. Uh, ended their uh, second three-game losing streak of the season. Um, and you saw everything. You saw them get their rush game back. Uh, the stat that just blew my mind. So last year when they played in the playoffs, um, the uh, Rams ran for 273 yards. That was in January, right? Flip that. They were held to just 22 while Dallas – Season high at 263. Uh, Gurley only had 11 carries for 20 yards. That's that's insane. So, um, Cowboys, number one ranked off- offense, uh, season high in points, 475 yards total offense. Uh, they had scoring drives of 90 yards and 97 yards. Uh, offense was great, you know, but what I kept hearing about was how good the defense was playing, and especially Sean Lee. Uh, we hadn't heard his name dropped, and all of a sudden, I mean, I'm reading Twitter when we're taking little breaks on the road, and it's Sean Lee this and Sean Lee that, and it's all positive things. Um, didn't practice all week, dealing with uh, pectoral and thigh injuries. Um, returned his first interception in two years uh, to the nine-yard line and in the final two minutes of the first half. So uh, good for him. What does it all mean, though, right? Because at the end of the day, this time last week, we were talking about how everyone wanted Jason Garrett's head, right? Everybody wanted him to be gone. Now, all of a sudden, they beat up on a struggling, inconsistent uh, Rams team. Now, where is everybody at? You want to keep him now? Everything all better? Jerry Jones sounded all happy and, and excited on when he was on 105 through the fan down there in Dallas uh, today. I, I, not just because I'm not a huge Dallas Cowboys, I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan at all, but I'm not saying this, don't take this that I'm saying it because I'm not a Cowboys fan and I hate the Cowboys. I'm saying this as an NFL football fan. I still am not convinced that this changes anything really and honestly does dallas have the talent on their roster 
to do that week in and week out. You bet. Uh, I think Dak Prescott is a much better quarterback than a lot of people give him credit for. He is showing that this year in numbers. He's doing fantastic. Zeke, although he's fallen off a little bit this season, is still one of the best running backs in the league. They have a good offensive line. They have a good, sometimes really good defense. The talent is there. But it doesn't show up every game. It's not prepared for every game. And where does being prepared come from? A lot comes from coaching. So while I'm not a Cowboys fan and I can't sit here and say, well, I absolutely think Jason Garrett needs to go, I still, I'm one of those, and I've said it to Andrew several times, when I'm one of those that want Jerry Jones to go away. Not that I want him to like completely go. He owns the team, but I want him to stop being so involved because I don't think it's necessarily Jason Garrett's fault. I think it's Jerry Jones' fault. Not 100%. Jason Garrett is the coach, but at the same time, Garrett's handcuffed. So here's what we're going to do. I'm not going to rush to judgment and say, oh, the Cowboys are back. They did show us that when all the pieces are together, when the coaches prepare correctly, when the game plan is good, solid, and both offense and defense perform at this level, they are a damn good team. But they can't consistently do that. We haven't consistently seen that in the 2019 season. So while I've heard plenty of people say, oh, well, see, they just went through a rough patch. No, you can't. After one game, that's a small sample size. We need to see what happens, especially this week against the Eagles. Now there's two games left. They win this week, beat the Eagles. The division's theirs. If they go out and destroy the Eagles, and I mean make them look terrible, then you can say, okay, they figured something out. If they go out and barely beat the Eagles, you still can't say, oh, yeah, they're back. Because the Eagles aren't a great team. They're just not. If they go out and they dominate the next two weeks and just destroy both the Eagles and whoever they play last, I don't look at their schedule, and then jump into the playoffs like that, then you might, you know, they're going to be hosting a playoff game. So um, then you can say, okay, I see it. But let's not rush to judgment. It's just like on my Seahawks. They're 11-3. But do you want to sit here and say, well, they're one of the best teams in the in the NFC? Yeah. Great, they're the number one seed. Hooray! That doesn't mean that they're the best team in the league. They can't rush to judgment. You got you to gotta pull it back just a little bit. It's okay to be humble. That's just my opinion. Uh, but good job for Dallas to bounce back. They needed that desperately. And uh, at least it saves uh, saves Garrett for another week. Keeps Jerry Jones happy. Which he was, man. I tell you what. If you listen, I was listening to ESPN Radio today, and they played uh, his comments after the loss to Chicago. And he sounded all down in the dumps like the world was ending. And Then you listen to his comments today. Tuesday, which is Tuesday, so it's yesterday when you're listening to this. And he's just, he's back to being his happy, bouncy self. Uh, it, yeah, just crazy. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Seahawks. Um, 
Well, they went down and they did what they should have done. They went down and they beat Carolina. Final score was 30 to 24. Now that score is way too close for as bad as Carolina is. But for most of the game, three and a half quarters worth, um, that that was not as close as it was. So let's do this right, though. Seahawks are my team. I do my, I'm going to do awesome and bummer. Let's start with awesome. Awesome. I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. Now, I could go with Russell Wilson. Russell had a great game. But I want to use I want to go with Lockett because we've been worried about Lockett, right? Uh, he had a serious leg injury. Had to go work his way back from that. Well, what could have been a serious leg injury. Uh, had to work his way back from that. And then in the middle of working his way back from that, he got one hell of a nasty flu. And we've noticed in the last three, what, three, four games that he has not been himself at all. And with that comes no production, the no targets, almost nothing. And we're starting to get a little worried, like, well, where's the where the connection with Russell and 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 Tyler go? Because that's one of the most special uh, quarterback wide receiver connections in football, in my opinion. So where did it go? And we were all freaking out. Pete Carroll told us, hey, guys, don't worry. He's coming back. He'll be all right. And man. So Tyler, he, uh, where do stats go? He was phenomenal, as Pete Carroll said. Lockett had eight catches for 120 yards. Uh, one of you know, we saw the long ball to him. We saw a good, you know, a nice touch. I mean, to just give give. Uh, let's make sure we rent mention that Carolina forgot that they had Tyler Lockett, and that he's a really good receiver. Um, they left him wide open a lot, but you know what? For as many times as the Seahawks do that against really good receivers and tight ends, I'm okay with that happening once to us. That's totally fine. (laughs) It was actually pretty funny for people to be commenting on Twitter like, they do know that Tyler Lockett is playing, right? I'm pretty sure you're supposed to cover Tyler Lockett. Uh, It it was, I'm just glad to see him back and we need him desperately. We'll talk about that, about why (laughs) a little bit later. Uh, Bummer. Bummer. I'm going to go with the defense, and more specifically, I'm going to go with uh, their defensive coordinator, Ken Norton Jr. Still not convinced he's the guy. I don't like the basic scheme that he plays. I don't like that when – and and the direction could be coming from Carroll, and it totally wouldn't surprise me. However, when you're up 30-10 to with 728 left in the game, I get it that – conventional nfl wisdom tells you to go into some prevent defense but the problem with the seahawks defense is when they go into that prevent they're actually not preventing anything except for they're preventing themselves from holding on to a 30 to 10 lead lead it it when you throw everybody deep and keep everything in front of you i get what you're trying to do but it doesn't work you're just leaving the middle of the field wide open, and you let them march down the field twice. Carolina Panthers, who are awful, you let them march down the field twice to the point where it was a one-possession game, 
with three minutes and 19 seconds left. So let me, let's go through this real quick. Real simple. They had a 30 to 10 lead with 728 left. With 319 left, all of a sudden, it's a one possession game. Why? <laughs> the constant, and I brought this up again. Oh, I brought it up before in wins because we haven't had an easy win yet still to this day there has not been one easy win they are 11 and 3 they have 11 wins on the season and we have yet to see an easy one one that they just run the clock out we're at the end they're just hoping for a couple of first downs they go into victory formation we don't see it and when we do it's after they've given up two touchdowns and made it way too close for comfort they don't make it easy on themselves they don't make it easy on us fans. I just want to see one. But their inability to close out a game is a little bit scary. you got to be able to do that. With 728 left in the game, you have got to be able to put a draw offensive. And it's not all on the defense because they go into this conservative offense too but, and, and don't do anything. But they have, you've got to, when you, when you just need first downs, you got to be able to p- call an offense that doesn't just run down, you know, big plays in the field, small chunk plays, run plays, stuff that gets you the first down, not just three and out and give the ball right back. That's what they were doing. And it just drives me freaking crazy. I can't handle it. My brain can't handle it. It hurts. It's so stressful, right? It It's just insane. So the game should not have been 30 to 24. And the defense bugs me because this happens way too often they were shutting them down and they had their good moments they were getting pressure on allen we had some good reception good interceptions um but you can't the the defensive scheme in general is still i don't understand it it's not very pete carroll like at all which is why i don't i don't get it it's not it's not as physical it's not it's waste way too much zone it's it's i just don't get it I'm not a football guru. I get it. But still, it just doesn't make any sense. Give the offense, though, the credit at the very end, right? So they get the ball back, one possession game, and they get into this offensive drive to try and just close out the game and get a couple of holding penalties. Of course, why not? And all of a sudden, it's third and 11. We just need like we need one more first down. Just one. But now it's third and 11. You don't want to give the ball back to them with two minutes left and a defense that can't seem to stop them. Give Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett the credit. Uh, Russell rolled out. 14-yard strike to Tyler. First down. Two minutes left. Game over. And Russell was under some pressure, and he had to roll out, and he had to make something happen. And like he does in most of those situations, not all of them, most of them, he made something happen. He showed why. I'm sorry. I get that, and this is not a homer thing. I, I understand that Lamar Jackson's having a fantastic season, and Baltimore would not necessarily be as good as they are without him. I get. I totally understand that. However, take Russell Wilson off the Seahawks. They're three and eleven instead of 11 and three guaranteed so if i had a vote 
he would still be MVP for me, despite the numbers that Jackson's putting up. Call me crazy. Um, kudos to KJ Wright, Bobby Wagner. They were uh, the interceptions. Uh, two of them, KJ Wright, one by Bobby. Um, it was a good game. Carson, honorable mention to Carson. Carson had a fantastic freaking game. Um, God, he's just a when he's not fumbling the ball. That he is such a fun running back to watch because and we've talked about this week in and week out. He he's just he's so hard to get down, and he does so much after contact. You think you got him, and he just keeps going. And he he's just 133 yards, two scores. I mean, that's exactly what we want out of a running back for a team that's supposed to be run heavy, run first, right? So I love it. And it was just one of those things that worked out so well. They go down there. They do what they're supposed to do. They beat them, knowing they got to win out to get what they want. And... And then everything else falls into place, which we're about to talk about. So I don't have anything else. I, you know, I don't have a big rant. I don't have a big rave about that game. I, I mentioned it. Defense bugs me. They went down and did what they were supposed to do. They won. They beat a bad team. That's what they're supposed to do. Wish it was more of a blowout. Wish it had been more comfortable. Wish it hadn't have been nail-biting. But at the end of the day, they went and did what they were supposed to do. They beat a bad team. They're 11-3. and three. They're back on top of the division. And they're in the number one seed in the NFC right now. How about them apples? It's just freaking crazy. So what else happened this week that allowed that to happen? So here we're looking at the schedule. We're looking at the board and we're going, okay, Niners, obviously fantastic football team this year. Um. Seahawks control their own destiny, win out, and the division's theirs. And, you know, they probably end up as a two seed or a one seed, depending on what happens with New Orleans and all that good stuff. Niners are at home. Falcons come into town. Falcons are four and nine at that point. I mean, basically what what we went into that game hoping for was a couple things. Seahawks early game they win so now you we can clinch a playoff berth with either the Cowboys beating the Rams or the Chargers beating the Vikings so I had to be a Cowboys fan for one freaking day and then I had to be a Vikings fan just in case the Cowboys screwed it up for me now the Vikings destroyed the Chargers so it was all up to the Cowboys, and they came through for me. You know, I never lost faith that the Cowboys wouldn't come through for me. <laughs> so Cowboys winning helps my team. That's kind of weird. So Rams lose. Seahawks clinch their berth, playoff berth, and you're thinking, okay, well, move on to next week. You know, because we got to keep going. Got to beat the Cardinals. Then we got to beat the Niners. Division's ours. Then all of a sudden, at, at half, at the Falcons 49ers game, it's 10 to 10. 
end of the third quarter, Niners are only up 13 to 10. You're like, well, Niners should be running away with this. What's what's going on here? Then we're driving. It's a three-hour drive from my dad's house in western Washington to our house in central Washington. Got to go over two mountain passes. I got a screaming child in the back seat. I got another child that's passed out. Uh, I'm just trying to keep my sanity. And I get a text from my dad. It pops up on the screen. And I hit the button. And my dad is like, Falcons just beat the 49ers. And I was like, ah, what now? At that point, I didn't know what had happened. I didn't see the crazy play. I didn't see any of that stuff in the final seconds. But I finally did when I got home. But seriously, 29-22, 49ers lose, which we weren't thinking was going to happen. So then all of a sudden, we're back to the same record as the 49ers. And because we beat them, we take the tiebreaker. So then in a, in a week where we thought, well, we were going to stay in the five-seed spot, we jump up into not only the number two seed, but we actually jump to the number one seed because the Saints hadn't played yet. Holy crap. <laughs> so thank you, Atlanta, so much for everything you've done. Dan Quinn, you're the best. Sorry, Dennis. I will remind you that I picked the Falcons to beat the 49ers, not because I actually thought they would win, but because I wanted them to win. And uh, I was right. Look at that. Ha <laughs> um, ha. But yeah, so that, that was one of the craziest uh, things. When you look over the schedule, there was a couple other things. Um, Bills and Steelers, that was actually a really, really good game. Bills came out on top. Steelers, it's an amazing story what they've done this season. Unfortunately, I think that in the end they're going to miss the playoffs. However, they're eight and six right now with what they've been through with injuries and everything else. Uh, give Tomlin credit. The fact that they're eight and six is unbelievable. So, um, and then last night's game. Now the Saints just destroyed the Colts, but you got to see uh, one of the most amazing quarterback performances ever. Got to see some records broken. And you got to see how scary the damn Saints are going to be in the playoffs. Like we knew that they would be this whole time. So, oh yeah, and the Patriots uh, after Spygate 2.0, they, they ended up beating the Bengals. But they only beat them because they were, you know, they got the footage from the Bengals sidelines that helped them, helped them beat the 1 in 13 Bengals. <laughs> Whatever. Um, okay. Let's keep her moving. Let's move into some NFL news. Uh, speaking of playoff scenarios, this week is a lot quieter than last week. Um, when it comes to clinching scenarios, there's not a ton. Like the Seahawks, there's nothing that really can happen this week for them. Um, there just isn't. So, well, moving, basically moving in what it is. So they, they continue to hold the number one seed, even though, so you have the Saints, you have the Packers and you have the Seahawks all at 11 and three and com- I think it's conference record. That's actually made the Seahawks because there's three tied that way. The tiebreaker scenario against the saints and the Seahawks doesn't factor in and it's conference record. If I remember correctly, 
Anyway, somehow the Seahawks are still on top for now. Here's what can happen this week. So in the AFC, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Patriots have all clinched playoff bursts. Ravens have clinched their division. Chiefs clinched their division. Uh, the Ravens can clinch a first-round bye uh, if they win, uh, or Kansas City loses, or New England loses. They can clinch home field advantage throughout the playoffs, so get that number one seed if they win, or if they tie and New England loses or ties, or if Kansas City loses or ties and New England loses. So there's a way that they could get the number one seed, clinch it this week. And Baltimore is definitely the scariest team in that AFC. The Patriots, um, they're playing the Bills. They can clinch their division if they win. Um, amazing that they haven't done that yet considering how bad the AFC East is they can clinch a first round bye with a win and a Kansas City loss or a tie in a Kansas City loss uh, Texans can clinch the AFC South with a win or a tie and a Tennessee tie <laughs> or just Tennessee loses and no matter what happens to them they they will clinch the AFC South um, NFC so in the NFC, the Saints, the Packers, the Niners, and the Seahawks have all clinched playoff berths. The Saints have clinched the NFC South. Uh, here's what can happen in the NFC this week. Like I said, there's not much. Packers can clinch their division with a win. Uh, Cowboys can clinch their division with a win. And the Vikings can clinch a playoff berth with a win or so a winner tie or a Rams loss or tie. There's just it's just one of those weird weeks. There's some good games, but not a lot of them mean anything because of the crazy week that was um, week 15. So um, Seahawks just need to do what they they what they you know take care of business, keep winning. That's what they got to do. So it's exciting. It will come down to, or well, very well could come down to. Well, it's going to. I'm sorry. It's going to no matter what. It's going to come down to week 17. So, which is kind of what we all hoped for because that makes that game so exciting, so much fun, means so much. All right, let's talk about Spygate 2.0, as I'm calling it. The story came out last week. You know, this we talked about it. It was, you know, they sent a camera crew to film an advanced scout, blah, 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 but... They ended up filming the Bengals sidelines and none of us are surprised and all this good stuff. So then Fox NFL Sunday, uh, Jay Glazer, I believe, um, he, um, he, he got the video and uh, in this video, you can hear the Bengals security officer. They're watching the footage from the videographers and they're trying to explain uh you know what the video is all it's just and you watch it and it just makes the patriots seem so much more guilty now i'm going to play this and i know we're in a listening medium this is courtesy of fox sports i'm going to play this and obviously all you're going to be able to do is hear it if you have not seen the video you can go watch 
um, on NF, it's on NFL.com, ESPN. It's everywhere. Um, go to Fox Sports. I'm sure they've got it right on their website. This is the videos from them. Or go I, actually as a tweet, so you can go to uh, f- at Fox Sports on Twitter and find it. But you got to listen to the audio because you can hear the Bengals security officer. You can hear the Patriots videographers. And the way the videographers are talking, they say so many phrases that basically to most people admit guilt i'm being honest whenever anybody says that they're being guilty as sin so let's listen to this and then and then we'll say some stuff and this is a piece you're filming on your advanced scout yeah yeah come on guys I don't see the advanced scout in this footage. That's no, the Bengals security. We're trying to get some field perspective. My bad. That's not the no. field. I'm the guy. That's why you would think you could take that. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. But I can delete this right after you. Damage is done, my friend. No, it isn't, because we deleted it. Once it got deleted, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. 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 Being honest with you, and I don't have a computer like to even put it anywhere. One, once this part, that's it. Yeah, I, I don't see the advance scout in any of this video they're shooting. So, so hopefully you hear that. Um, <laughs> it makes the Patriots look so bad. It really does. It the it, the video is nuts. The video is 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 aimed right at the sideline they're not looking at the field they're looking at the Bengals sideline it, it's just and the whole like well i can delete the, the i can delete this right now for you well that's because you got caught now all of a sudden you're like well i'll delete this right now not a problem being honest no you're not that's ridiculous i i'm i'm interested to see what ends up happening um they're gonna you know the nfl will obviously do their do an investigation and i mean this will this will be this you know the second time this type of incident has happened and they've been caught doing it now do other teams do some fishy things i'm sure they do but you know what they don't get caught patriots for as good as they are in so many things are terrible at espionage (laughs) so i don't know man i i just pisses me off because of what the i mean the patriots are their dynasty but their their dynasty is tarnished because of this this cheating crap and it's just this like i don't give a shit about deflate gate who cares who cares i this it doesn't matter but this filming another i mean that's completely against the rules you're not allowed to do that and it's just sneaky it's cheating so i hope they get what's coming to them maybe the nfl won't find anything with it but that would be shocking all right drew beast if you watched the game last night or monday night when you're listening to this um real quickly i just want to point out drew Brees. I, tom brady is one of the best quarterbacks of all time 
maybe the best, even though I can't stand him. Drew Brees has got to go up there as pretty damn close. Doesn't have the rings, but if he did, can you imagine how different he would be viewed? I mean, he's viewed as a as an elite quarterback and one of the best ever, but give him some more rings. I think it would be different. Uh, anyway, so he had a big night. It's Monday night, Superdome, and just like normal, he's out there making history. Uh, he ended up passing the passing Peyton Manning, Manning for the most career touchdown passes, 541 uh, in NFL history. Uh, he had four scores when they beat the Colts, 34 to seven. Um, he's 40, and he didn't look it. I mean, he just here's a crazy thing. So he beats that record, and that's great and all. It's really awesome. His stat line for the night, 29 of 30. So he had one incomplete pass. So 96.7% completion percentage, right? 307 yards. That breaks a single game completion percentage mark that was set by Phillip Rivers, who, of course, took over for him when the Chargers, you know, got rid of him. They picked Phillip Rivers over Drew Brees. Um, he only missed one. And at the end of the game, he even said, man, you always think about that one you missed. <laughs> Can you imagine if he'd gone 30 for 30? At 40 years old, he was out there looking like he was 30, 29 even. I mean, he just, and I get it, the Colts aren't good, but still. Uh, he looked fantastic. And he showed that that team needs to be taken seriously. They are um, damn good, and they are a huge threat to any team that has to play him in the playoffs. Um, but it's nuts to watch because you got like Tom Brady, who's 42, 43, whatever he is. And all of a sudden he's taking his mass, you know, he wants to play till he's, you know, 50 or whatever, but he's just taking his decline all of a sudden out of just nowhere, just boom, done. And then you got Drew Brees, you know, he had his injury and was out. Bridgewater held it together for a while, but he's come back and he hasn't missed a step. In fact, he's, I mean, he's just playing unbelievable. So, um, uh, and and breeze is one of those guys like i said i can't stand tom brady i like drew breeze drew breeze seems like a good dude and uh, i've i've always always been happy for him when he gets the records um so good for him it's really cool um okay let's talk about the elephant in the room if you're a seahawks fan uh yesterday say yesterday but monday um news comes out it hit my phone a little espn uh notification went off and i see it's a seahawks thing and i'm like well no what happened josh gordon suspended indefinitely and i'm like oh well what else is new it's a christmas tradition um i have so so okay so he was suspended indefinitely uh he violated the nfl policies on performance enhancing substances and substances of abuse so he failed both tests and i got mixed feelings about this so yesterday i was kind of proud of everyone for because mostly what you saw on twitter was just outpouring of support right people just feeling bad for him feeling bad for josh who's obviously got an addiction problem he needs help and all that and i share those feelings when i think of him and say well yes addiction is is hard it's a disease the dude obviously needs help. 
but the other half of me sits here and, and I don't want to be an asshole, but I do sit here and go, well, this is now the fifth time that he's been suspended in eight years for the same damn thing. So yeah, he's got a problem and yeah, he needs help, but the guy has to want the help and then has to put in the work to do it and get better. And if you're suspended five times in eight years for the same thing, are we sure that he's, you know, even gives a shit that he even cares about getting better? It's a waste of talent because Josh Gordon has the possibility of being one of the best receivers in the game. He won't now. There, his his NFL career, in my opinion, is done. No team is going to take a chance on him. You can't depend on him. The Seahawks did it because it was a it was a, a it was a, it would be dumb not to. Why not? You barely paid him anything, and he you know he didn't produce that much for you, but he didn't use him that much. But had he like had this not happened, and you take that into the, that talent in the playoffs, yeah, it would have been a win. But at the end of the day, you know, you're going to be okay receiver-wise. He's a bonus. But no team is going to take a chance on a guy who can't stay clean, especially now, five times in eight years. So while I feel bad for him, I also wonder how much does he want to be better? And maybe that maybe that makes me a jerk, but I I just I've had friends that have dealt with addiction. I've helped out with that crap. Um, I luckily have not ever experienced being addicted to um, any you know hard drugs. I love caffeine; that's my biggest addiction. <laughs> but I, I don't. I've never dealt with it. But my friend, I've dealt with my friends who have dealt with it, and it's rough. It sucks. It's not easy, but he's had eight years and he can't stay clean. So I think he, he needs to have a a little bit of a reality check with himself there. You either want it and you want to be better or you don't stop screwing around. So, um, it's a bummer. Again, he only had seven catches out of 11 targets 133 yards no touchdowns but they didn't use him a lot and at the end of the day yes it would have been fantastic to be to know we had tyler dk josh that'd have been sweet and unfortunately now that means we got to depend on you know receivers like david moore can't catch but this is a run first offense and if tyler's back and feeling better which we obviously believe that he is dk looked really good um, it's going to be that tandem with Malik Turner thrown in there and, and you know, Hollister as a tight end, the pass catching tight end thrown in there. And, and then every once in a while, it'll throw to more. And it's not going to be, he made an amazing catch in this week's, this last week's game, but it will be okay without him. I just hope that he, I hope that he gets help and he sticks with it and he gets better for himself, really for his life because he needs it. So, okay. So, Dennis from Ohio. I got to transfer this file over because I forgot to do it. I have not even listened to his question. And normally I prep myself for the question so I know what's up. 
I will tell you that I'm guessing, this is just a guess, that we will not hear any woos from Dennis from Ohio. Um, because his poor Niners. <sighs> so sad. Did I tell you they lost? <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, Dennis. Okay. Our very own Dennis from Ohio and his question of the week. Let's see what he's got this week. Dennis, what do you got? Hey, guys. What's up? Dennis from Ohio. And, yes, sorry to disappoint you, Brian. There is no wooing because my 49ers did not do as well as I thought. And it is what it is. And like I had texted you, it's one of those games where you just mark it up to, oh, well, and move on to the next one. Still control your own destiny if you went out. Just make that week 17 game, which looks like they might flex the Sunday night uh, even more uh, important. But my question for you this week is listening to Mike and Golick in the morning. They were talking about quarterbacks that may or may not be on the move or might retire um, next year. I know they talked about Tom Brady leaving. I know he's not doing as well this year because their offense is basically – so anyway, um, Eli Manning, I know he looked well the other day, but he, I know he doesn't want to be a backup. Will he still be around? Did the Jaguars mess up by signing Nick Foles? What are they going to do with that? Is Gardner Minshew going to be the quarterback of the future? Are they going to look to the draft for another quarterback? And David Carr possibly at the Las Vegas Raiders next year. Um, I know he got booed out of his own stadium last weekend. So I'm just curious as to your thoughts of what quarterbacks you think may be on the move. I know Jameis Winston might be on the move. And Tannehill, they're talking about getting a big contract with Tennessee because he's been playing well the last couple months. Um, just curious as to your thoughts on quarterback moves next year. And I know you had told me I need to learn how to close out the show and my question better. So with that, I would just say go Niners, stay buttery smooth, and I look forward to your answer. Have a good day. <laughs> He acts like I tell him, like, you need to do better. He, he does fine. You're the best, Dennis. You're the best, man. I know you're ready for Star Wars. Got your tickets. He's going to be a half hour ahead of me in seeing it. So his show starts at 6 my time. Mine starts at 6.30. So, um, Yikes. Um, that's a great question. And there is going to be a lot of quarterback movement. I think in the off season, you do have a lot going on. Um, I'm just looking at the week 16, um, uh, schedule and it's a good way to be able to run through all the teams since nobody's obviously having bye weeks right now. Um, obviously the Texans are set. They've got their quarterback Buccaneers, <sighs> Jameis Winston, I mean, he's not. He's he's got decent numbers this season, and I, you know, let's just he likes to eat his W's. I don't know that are necessarily move on from him, but you could. He's a that's a possibility. Um, the Bills feel like they have their guy. Now the Patriots. Uh, it, we'll see what happens with Tom Brady. I would, you know, he wants to keep playing, but the thing is, is even though he's Tom freaking Brady. The Patriots aren't and, and Belichick. They're, they they are not a team to hold on to somebody for sentimental value. They want to win. So, I mean, Brady just missed the Pro Bowl for the first time since like 2008. That's nuts. The decline that he has shown this season is is crazy. 
So uh, I I don't know what's going to happen with them, but that's definitely one of the teams you keep your eye on. The Rams have a lot of money in golf, so they're not doing anything there. The Niners have a ton of money in Jimmy Graps. That's staying the same. Now, uh, Dennis brought up the Jags because the Jaguars, they have a decision to make. You paid Foles all that money, but now you just benched him and went back to Minshew, and Minshew had a decent game. So we'll see how Minshew finishes out the season, and they got to decide what they're going to do. I'm on the side where I believe that they'll – go into training camp and they will have they will still have foals and assuming that he'll get the job but they'll do a little competition probably so um falcons man who knows there matt ryan statistically he's just okay um haven't seen much since their super bowl debacle um i don't know that they maybe they draft somebody but i don't know if they move on from matt ryan uh ravens do they have a good quarterback I have that guy that runs. Does he throw? I think they're going to be okay. <laughs> Browns. Well, we don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to go to another? If if they go to an, uh, go to another new head coach, which means Baker will have had like twenty by now. Um, I don't know. Baker's a joke in my opinion. Um, uh, if I was to move on from a quarterback, it'd be Baker Mayfield. Um, the Saints. You know, if Breeze wants to keep going. Yeah, just let them keep going. Titans, uh, yeah, they want to uh, they want to give Tannehill some money, so I think that's what's going to happen there. Panthers, you know, they thought that Kyle Allen was going to be a good replacement, and he he showed like signs of it, but um, it sounds like after the the game against the Seahawks, they're actually going to go they're going to bench Allen and go with their their backup, their third string, and we know that. No, we don't know, but most people are pretty sure that Cam Newton's played his last game for the Panthers, so he'll end up somewhere else. Um, the Colts, I think you'll see some if – if there's a team out there that's going to be looking um, to bring in somebody, it's going to be the Colts. They don't know what they what they if what they have is good. They don't know. They don't know. Uh, Bengals <laughs> – uh you gotta hope that andy dalton's done because that that's he one in 13 he's never amounted to anything that's a team i could see doing something they're gonna get a good draft pick obviously might as well draft a quarterback and and start over dolphins draft a quarterback start over uh steelers i don't know big ben looked big on the sideline last night that guy's had some donuts in his time off so uh he's nearing the end you got to think that they're going to be you know is one of their guys they got on the roster their future or are they going to be looking elsewhere who knows jets you know they're not darnold their guy they're not going to move on from that giants eli will move on but eli is going to want a starting job and he's not going to get one so if you want to talk about a quarterback that'll probably end up retiring it will be eli manning because he's not going to get the kind of job he wants anywhere else um redskins who knows um that's just a joke of a franchise uh the lions three and ten stafford's a disappointment i could see them doing something different broncos feel like they've got their guy now so they'll probably be all right raiders i don't know man gruden i don't think he's a car fan even though he says he loves Derek Carr. moving to vegas need a big splash there 
I could definitely see them moving on from from Carr and going some different direction. Chargers, I could only hope that Philip Rivers retires. He's definitely put it out there that he's thinking about it, that it's definitely weighing on his mind more than it ever has because uh, his skills have obviously declined, and I've never liked him anyway. Cowboys got their guy. We'll see what kind of contract uh, Dak signs here in the offseason. Eagles, boy, I tell you what, the experts out there, some of them love Carson Wentz and others just think he is awful, but they'll definitely give him another season. Cardinals have their guy. Seahawks, I'm pretty sure they're set. I think they're pretty happy with their quarterback situation. Chiefs, um, they're good. They're good. Mahomes, even though uh, Jackson has taken over, Lamar Jackson has taken over the the quarterback story in the league. Don't forget about Pat Mahomes. He was doing it before Lamar was doing it. At least, you know, not necessarily the running, but um, he's still a fantastic player. And then uh, the Bears, Bears are definitely going to do something different. Um, Packers, A.A. Ron isn't going anywhere. Um, and then the Vikings, well, they gave Kirk, Kirk Cousins a bunch of money. So that'll be what they do. They stick with that. Uh, so most likely to retire, I bet you it's Eli, maybe Phillip Rivers, and uh, maybe Andy Dalton. And then we could all hope that maybe you know Tom Brady joins that group and says, yeah, I've had enough. We can hope. Certainly hope. All right, let's preview week 16 really quick. This is short and sweet. Uh, Dallas is hosting the Eagles. It's a simple thing. It's a division game. They beat the Eagles. They're in. What do they need to do to win? Exactly what they did to the Rams. Simple. Simple as that. Seahawks hosting the Cardinals. Not really any playoff implications they're in they can't win the division this week but they can make it harder on themselves by losing this game so they need to win um cardinals are struggling but they are a team that's not scared to come up to seattle and make the seahawks look dumb so you can't take them for granted what do they need to do to win um play better defense put pressure on the on uh, kyler murray and then do everything else right you know offense come out strong they scored in their first three possessions in carolina do that again you know go out get a lead early and so when those mistakes do happen on defense you don't completely fold um you still got a little bit of a breathing room so um injuries wise we're going to see what's going on with Clowney. um there's some ankles in both Wright and Wagner, but I think they're going to be okay. We'll get more info from Pete Carroll later in the week. Um, other than that, I think that they're they're pretty healthy. Um, just don't play down to your comp. We see this every week to these bad teams. Don't play down to your competition. Execute a good game plan, hopefully a really good game plan, and uh, just go out there and take care of business hashtag play to win the damn game that's my favorite hashtag right now play to win the damn game um simple as that i like it there's not much more to say i mean it's worth that it's a weird week because it's just there's not so much the game the cowboys means a ton um and really when it comes down to previewing i could sit here and go well you know the defense pass rush they do this they do that you know the quarterback and this is his numbers and blah 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 but that doesn't who gives us a shit who cares 
really and honestly, they're going to go out and do what they're going to do. And either we're going to be really happy with the result or we're going to really be pissed off with the result. So I certainly hope we're happy. Me pounding away on my little keys on my phone on Twitter doesn't make me very happy when it's all bad stuff. Um, other games to watch this week. Um, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by the Patriots and the Bills. Bills have been a good team. And even though it's it's in Foxborough, uh, don't be shocked if the Bills go up there and beat that team. Don't be shocked at all. Rams, Niners. Rams got embarrassed in Dallas after having a hell of a game in Seattle or in L.A. against Seattle. It'd be fun for them to go down to San Francisco and, and beat the Niners. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. But I wouldn't put anything past them. So that's going to be a game to watch. Um, just going down the list here, <laughs> a game not to watch is the Bengals against the Dolphins. Gross. And then uh, let's see here. Cowboys and Eagles, of course, and um, Packers-Vikings. That's a big game. 11-3 and three Packers, 10-4 and four Vikings. That's a big game. So, all right. Let's do some game picks. Speaking of those games, I uh, let's check uh let's check the standings real quick. I gotta believe that Dennis from Ohio is still leading. Uh the pick skin pick him on ESPN Fantasy. Let's jump in here. Uh he is, and his margin has uh widened. So he is now up by eight points. Uh, we're getting down to it. we got two weeks left. Anything could happen, but he's up by eight and then nine on third place. So um, I suck. <laughs> we got to – I missed a couple weeks, though. So here we go. Uh, Texans at Buccaneers. That will be the Texans. Bills at Patriots. I'm going to go crazy here. I'm going to pick the Bills. I think the Bills are going to go up there and beat the Patriots. Rams at Niners. Just to piss off Dennis from Ohio, the Rams are going to beat the Niners. Jaguars at Falcons. I'm going to take the Jaguars. Bengals, Dolphins. I can't believe I have to pick a winner in this game. Uh, I guess I'll go Dolphins because that's a home. Ravens, Browns. That's really easy. The, the The Ravens will get revenge and uh, and beat the Browns. Um, Saints, Titans. That'll be the Saints. Um, Panthers, Colts. New quarterback for the Panthers. I think the Colts will win. Uh, Giants, Redskins, I'm going to take the Giants. Steelers, Jets, I'm going to take the Steelers. Lions, Broncos, it'll be the Broncos. Raiders, Chargers, I'll take the... Man, I'll take the Chargers. Cowboys, Eagles, I will take... Man, it's in Philadelphia. I don't think the Cowboys... I think the Eagles are bad. I'll take the Cowboys. Uh, I'll pick Cardinal Seahawks in a little bit. And Chiefs Bears, that's definitely going to be the Chiefs. And Packers Vikings. I think the Vikings are going to win. That's what I think is going to happen there. So it's going to be a fun week of football for sure. And then after that, we have one week left until the playoffs. Can you believe it? Before we close this thing out, real quick, little reminder that uh, if you are an Apple Podcast user, I would love if you would leave us a review. Uh, when you listen to us, just give us some stars, type out a little thing and say how much you love or hate us. And we would appreciate it. It helps us grow. And uh, as always, we can't thank you enough 
for supporting our little podcast. Um, I know if Andrew was here, he would share those feelings um, because I know he's very grateful as well. Um, Real quick, because I like to keep reminding people, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Common Ground FBP. Andrew is at Andrew Guzman CGP, and I am at Wenatchee Seattle Sports Fan, which is at W E N S E A Sports Fan. Uh, Facebook.com slash Common Ground Football Podcast. Instagram is at Common Ground FBP. And you can always find our website at www.commongroundfootballpodcast.com. Uh, we're available on every single podcast platform you can possibly think of. I believe, I need to read the article again, but I believe the Apple Podcast is now available on Echo devices. So you can enable that skill and actually ask Alexa to um, use Apple Podcast to play, which is pretty cool. So um, check us out anywhere and anywhere and everywhere you listen to podcast thank you for your support okay uh real quick next week is christmas of course um what i'm gonna do is i'll record uh the podcast on monday right after monday night football ends so right after that packers vikings game i'll jump on and do uh record uh the, the show and i'll release it that tuesday morning so christmas eve we'll have a new episode out so um because i don't want to release it on christmas and uh that gives you you can you know you don't have to listen to it christmas and you can catch up on it on thursday friday and saturday whatever whatever day you you want to um the following week with new year's i might end up doing the same thing especially because ever all the games end sunday and there isn't a game on monday and that's black monday so maybe i'll do the same thing for two weeks in a row just release on tuesdays and then we'll go back to the normal schedule in the new year uh for the playoffs all right winning Oh, I forgot to do my sound. See what happens. And now my iPad's broken. Doesn't want to work. How am I supposed to get my Charlie Sheen sound if it doesn't want to work? I can't do winning without it, though. It doesn't make any sense. People are like, what's he doing? I don't get it. Winning! There it is. See, now you understand. Now we're all on the same page. We know what's happening. Okay. Seahawks Cardinals uh the Seahawks better win tell you that I think they're going to win uh I say 38 and begin because they they can't close out a game 38 31 why not winning and before we go one last thing about Star Wars I will be there Thursday night. I know a lot of other fans across the country will be as well. If not, they're going Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Maybe they're going to wait. Maybe they're going to see reactions from friends. I know there's a lot of people out there that aren't going to go see it at all, or they claim that they're not going to go see it at all. Um, but if you're a real Star Wars fan, you're going to go. As much, It doesn't matter if The Last Jedi pissed you off. In the end, you're going to feel left out, and you're going to go. Now... Initial reviews have come in from people that were at the premiere. I've tried really hard to ignore them. I've done pretty well. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. If you want to go find out what people thought, go search for yourself. My, I'm not. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the same thing that I've done with every single one of the new movies that have come out, with seven, eight, Rogue One, and Solo. Gone in with extremely low expectations, even when like last jedi first came out and i loved force awakens i still went in 
with extremely low expectations, and then you hope to walk out of the theater pleasantly surprised, very much entertained, and satisfied with what you saw. Now, people walked out of Last Jedi not satisfied at all. I, on the other hand, walked out pretty happy. Went back, saw it the next day, saw it four times in theaters. Don't love it, but don't hate it. So, going with low expectations, realize this is the last one in the Skywalker saga, guys. This is a this is a film franchise that's now stretched over 40 years. I wasn't even alive when the first ones came out, and yet I'm obsessed <laughs> with this film franchise. So just go see it. Just do it. Don't don't be one of the people that miss out on it because you were too proud because at one point on Twitter you would put something about how the Disney ruined Star Wars. They didn't. It'll be okay. With that being said, may the force be with you and go Hawks. Hawks.